1: In the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200 fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer, what's your warrior? Mirror, mine, mirror mine. you twist and turn my mind until
2: I don't know who I
0: am. Mirror
2: mine. Good morning and welcome to another on the whistle podcast today i'm joined by two of my favorite people in the whole wide world i there's there are no two people i'd rather share this miserable moment with than you two and that means something johnny matt
1: welcome to the show you're right man um yeah it's 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 going to be grim reading I, I just tweeted out that um i guess the term to describe what's going to happen over the next hour an hour and a half might be an extended one if we're honest uh, is bloodletting that's what i feel like this is going to be um There is a poison that's infected uh, the club and everything that is Arsenal and we need to drain some of it off now. And some of it's going to come in the form of this cathartic chat. And obviously the main solution and remedy to it is personnel changes, without a shadow of a doubt. And you know
2: what I don't want to hear today? Bit of perspective. No perspective today, uh, I'm afraid. This is uh, this, this this is a two footed challenge. This is a more aggressive <laughs> two footed challenge that we saw from Jacker uh, today. I think it's uh, I, I I think today was um, an end of days game. One of those iconic moments where you see uh, a manager who is looking out of the pitch wistfully, knowing that his time is nearly up. Um, absolutely shocking performance. But the performance didn't start. Um, on the pitch, the performance started uh, with the, with that start in eleven. So let's go from the start. Um, you know, I, I just saw a, um, a a few seconds clip from our, po- our podcast of the week, and it was like a, a six nil mauling. And I thought you were on the live stream, and that another goal had gone in uh, because it, w- it was a mauling today. So let's talk about let's talk about that starting eleven because it was uh, batshit crazy. It was galaxy brain. It was arrogant. Um what, what, what was going on? What was going through Arteta's mind? Matt, I'm going to go to you for the hot take on the starting eleven.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, it just reminded me a bit of sort of Arsene Wenger, late rain stuff. You know, it had all the ingredients, the 12.30 kickoff, the very, very unbalanced team. We looked like two different teams. We had, you know, this quite exciting front of five or six players on paper. And then you had like this absolutely shambolic defensive back line and goalkeeper sort of set up. There's nothing connecting them. And you're looking through the team list and you like all the names. You're like, oh, Odegaard's there, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Obama-Yang. And then you're like, how the fuck is this all going to work? And you're like, well, wait a minute. We're playing City away and we've got no defensive midfielder in there whatsoever. And you see Lukonga and... You know, when I am desperate to see Moan Nenny... it's <laughs>
2: a, chin it's, up, my friend, chin it's up. A, it's a sorry
3: state of
1: affairs. Oh, so you know, it's bad, man. But you're,
3: but you're just looking at it and you're thinking, I don't know if I play that team against a bottom-of-the-league team in the Premier League. I think you can't go. You've got to know that you're going to have a tough 20 minutes and you've got to take control of the midfield. And our midfield in the first half was, got completely overrun. No one had any idea what they're doing. And you just think, I mean, if there's one team we should be, we should know about, Mikel Arteta should know about, Pep Guardiola and Man City, we know that's how they win games. And we've gone in there and just gone full-on, I don't know. We, we, it, it beggars belief. I thought it was the I, piece I, I, that really tipped me over the edge today, to be honest. I, I didn't
2: think that the... I didn't think it was that bad to start with I thought we I, 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 it was interesting like we were we were more attacking than we've been in any Manchester City game to 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 begin with I thought it was um it was the defense like Ma- the rule with Manchester City is they have 58 shots and they beat you 2-0 that we went into half time they had three shots on target and scored all three of them baffling that we just like we 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 handed them the game we handled the game, game, but it's... I don't.
3: I, don't I, I think it would have been a mauling regardless of those errors. I think <sighs> we never had any control over the game. And the fact that our standards are now so low that when we have a good... We had a good 11 minutes. A good a good six 30, minutes. We, we had a had good, good six minutes. We had a good six minutes. And they're just it finding their foot. We didn't lay a glove on them, by the way, in those six minutes. And then they just take over and took control. And we didn't have the structure or the personnel to deal with it in any way. And you just think, you're a fucking idiot, because all you need to do is lose 2-0 in a respectable way and move on to Norwich, and instead, you've done this, and it's a complete shambles. Where did
2: glorious failure go? I miss it. <laughs> I, miss, I miss losing, and it was, it was close. Johnny, what did you make of um, Kalasanak starting as a central defender? Because I know, I know that you lead the Saliba Ultras, and you guys are going to be marching
1: today, and I'll, I'll join. <laughs> I I am coming for that right now. Okay. So that's where we're gonna start. When you when you see that starting lineup, I've tweeted out there. Anyone who was chatting that smack about Saliba needs to own it now. Okay. It's it's junk. It's absolute junk. Now there are still people coming back at me, including some of my mates off the Arsenal group. Oh, what about giving him time? He needs time to play. It's better to have a season. It's a nonsense he can do it also look at our team we're in a mess a sorry sorry mess you've got you telling me we're three games in pablo mari looks all over the gaff you can't even play him in a game like this kolasinac is a left back a bad left back a bad left back playing center half against the best attacking lineup you know certainly last year in the league this is beyond weird it's we've got to, What I'm trying to say to people is how can you, and people are still trying to blame Saliba out of this. It's not all going to be about Saliba because there's a lot to get through here. But on this front, the fact is you're talking about a guy who. Has talent with no one. Certainly not I. I'm not saying that Saliba is the best defender in the world. He's a solver. But he has enough talent to deserve a chance. When you're telling me that we're three games in and we have to play a a bad left-back who we're about to sell at centre-half away at City, you're fucked up. You're fucked up. It's that simple. Saliba should be in this team. I think he should be playing. It's that simple. He should be playing. But... And there is plenty of opportunity to have him playing because we're in a team that is struggling. However, again, it's not all going to be about Saliba. The fact is, is that when we go away to see, everyone knew what was coming. I knew what was coming. I think Matt's the only one who spoke with any optimism before. Again, you know, you must have had a funny dream. He's we all been knew bre- that- breakfast drinking again. <laughs> exactly. Bloody Mary's <laughs> at 6am for Matt. <laughs> we all knew that something bad was going to happen. But the fact is, is that... You know, you talk about the first 10 minutes. I said that we started well, and I thought that we did. But I knew, even when we started well, I knew we were going to get spanked. Because we've done that a few times lately, even against Chelsea. Start well, give them 10 minutes of play. Remember, we haven't even had a shot on goal today, or certainly hadn't until I stopped watching, which is... Zero shots on target. We're we're, we're a shambles, a full-on shambles. The man needs to go. Arteta needs the sack. And I, I don't want him to... People talk about him resigning... And I think if he had dignity, he might step down. But he needs to be fired because it has to come from the club that we say this is unacceptable. We can't let the guy just step down and walk away because what a sorry state of affairs it is when the manager, who is performing dreadfully, may I add, really, really poor, would have to step down and say, I can't do it. Vinay, Edu, what are you doing? What are you seeing? We have a six-pointer against Norwich coming up. And are you telling me, honestly, that we are favourites for that game? I don't think we are. I think it's 50-50. That is how bad we look. We are in disarray, and I no longer trust this man. I do not trust this man to plan his way out of it. He doesn't have the ideas. He does not have the plan, the strategies. He's lost, and he got given too much too soon, and we're all suffering. And I tell you what, the longer he stays in this job, the more the next coach has to do to get us out of this, mire. And it could be, you know, they're talking about on BT Sports saying, look, you know, Arsenal, Joe Cole and Martin Keown whatever saying, Arsenal are not, you know, a, a couple of players away. We're not a year away. It could be decades to get back to where we need to be. And, and, and I don't dis- disagree with them. I think the right appointment could get us back to where we need to, but it needs to happen soon. We can't keep going along with this nonsense. It's a joke.
2: You know what? In that, in that that In that rageful opening statement, there was some positivity in there that I absolutely agree with. This squad is a good squad. This is a good squad of players. And after the break, they're probably going to they're, they're rack up some wins. Um, we won't see a defence like that again. We won't see Xhaka playing next to Thomas Party, It'll be Conger and Partey. Like, half of that defence won't be there. Bert Leno's going to get dropped. We'll have two new centre-backs after the break. We'll probably have signed a right-back by Friday in a, in a fit of panic. Um, So I don't I don't I don't think it's all bad news. And I think if Mikel Arteta gets fired, the next manager coming in has got a squad that will all be back at the same time. And I think um, I think it was James Bench said um, he said that he's not sure that Arteta is going to survive this. And he said that he knows that a lot of Arsenal executives were regretful that they didn't fire Unai Emery sooner. So I like I, I I I'm not sure how Arteta survives this because even if he racks up five wins, the the bitter taste of today, the bitter taste of the Brentford game, it's gonna linger. And we are now in a situation where the fans are like, next time it happens, we're we're Arteta out. Well
3: look we're flying think, planes over the stadium. I think it's a so. shame. we 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 just got to go back a few years and Unai Emery started started the season off with two losses on the bounce and put seven wins in a row together. And we were all, uh, at the time, we thought Unai Emery might be the guy. We did. So if Arteta puts the wins together, people will change their tune. The reality, though, is having seen what Arteta is capable of, seeing the decisions he makes, seeing the teams that we're playing up next, I, I just don't think he's got it in him.
1: I can, but the, can, can, I, can i just interject on that right let, let, let's be clear okay Unai Emery, after some poor results, put together some runs, but he wasn't in the job for two years at that point. We expect better from a settled manager. This is why you retain a manager, so they can get their ideas across, and then hopefully the squad starts performing above and beyond what some of their parts might be, because they've got a coherent strategy, not the chop change that we used to accuse Chelsea and that of. Now, this is his team. This is how he plays. The, the decisions he makes are full-on baffling. It, it, it's it's beyond bizarre. And I, you know, with respect, Pete, a lot of the time when we have these chats, sometimes you kind of weasel in a little argue, argument of, yeah, Arteta just needs the reins pulled back a bit. Or, oh, Arteta... No, I don't think he's a good coach. I just don't. I don't even... I don't see what he's doing anymore. This is mad. It's... I'm sorry. People, people were like, don't be knee-jerk and reactionary. Listen... The other thing would be reactionary. When we talk about 6-0 over West Brom Reserves, the reason why we weren't getting carried away, people are tweeting us going, oh, come on, guys, we won. Get hopeful. It's West Brom Reserves. We knew we had this game coming up. We've been ransacked. 5-0. It's embarrassing again. And our confidence is absolutely on the floor. We've got our central midfielder, and and we're going to have a whole section on Jack, I know we are. But he's out. He's, he's suspended now. We're going into a Norwich game, a crunch Norwich game confidence on the floor who knows not, where
2: we go from here we'll beat norwich I don't, there's no worry about that but the um <laughs> i think uh, my uh, it's the the challenge that i have with arteta is um you know to play kolasinac uh, center back that's um you earn the right to do batshit crazy things like that you do, like it, when Arsene wenger would do things like that back in the day you'd be like i don't care that guy won a league He won a league in an FA Cup. Then we can do what he wants. Arteta pulling moves like that against Manchester City shows a level of comfort that he's got at Arsenal that he shouldn't really have. It's that there's a level of arrogance to it that I really don't like. And you know, um, today could have been different. uh, I think you can start Ainsley uh, at right back. Um, You could have Saliba at centre back. You can start Aaron Ramsdale in goal because Bert Leno has been appalling for a long time. And even if you lose, it's a it's a team that we can get behind. Cedric Suarez is a, is a terrible right back. He's a terrible right back. Burnt Leno doesn't want to be here, and you can see in the way that he plays. It's 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 meek. Kalasanak doesn't want to be here, and we don't want him here either. But he's in the defense. That defensive lineup was absolutely appalling and he could have tweaked that. You know, like we've seen Kieran Tierney as a centre-back, right? Why did we sign, why, why did we accept the Amazon documentary and use that fee? We used that fee to sign Tavares and he can't even get on the pitch. He can't even get on the pitch. It's like these decisions are only forgivable if you can pull off a result. And we all knew that that team wasn't going to pull off a result today. We all knew. I I don't often go into a game with no hope. I don't know what Matt was drinking this morning. um, But I know deep down, he probably didn't think that we were (laughs) really going to win. I went into that game today with absolutely no hope. And you can tell that this is a decline in Arteta. And, you know, when he went from coach um, to, to manager, because I would have fancied us in the first six months of an Arteta reign. I would have fancied us to put out, uh, you know, two banks of four and just go hell for leather. Just defend, nick a win late on with a, with a counter-attack and go. I would have fancied it.
3: Where did it go? Where did that organisation go? We're getting ripped apart today. Ripped apart. I think, I think so much of why this is so hard is because there's almost been these like three eras of Arteta. That first six months was fantastic. It was fucking great. He came in, the players played for him. We looked, like we, could, we, we looked like these kind of games were a thing of the past and they weren't going to happen anymore because these, yeah. these have been happening for a decade. And suddenly we started getting results against top six with an average, average personnel, finding tactics, all of that stuff. And the problem that we've got now is last season was a complete disgrace, full stop. And he got given a lot... The whole thing was a disgrace. I know that we were better off. The whole thing was shit. It was terrible. There was like, yeah. one, there like two good games. And the thing that I've been struggling with is I still remember those first six months. And I'm like, is there a way of getting back there? Is, is, is something that happened there something that can still come back? But today was the day when I realized that that Arteta, who was the first six months, is dead. He doesn't even exist. We're never getting back to that. It's over. There's been too many mistakes made. Too many wrong strategies, too many players lost and and it was it was it's a watershed moment because, like you said, we could have in the first six months when we went won the FA Cup when we beat city, we beat Chelsea we great live, games live, fun the, you know like a bit
2: odd, oh, but they were fun, you we know playing like it was battling
3: we the ground players. them out, and we are now back to fucking just horseshit.
1: well, uh, well, <laughs> well I would just say, man I, you know I think that's a, a fair point like I, The thing is, when Arteta started out, one of the things that got us excited was his pragmatic, seemingly pragmatic approach. He was taking players who looked lost, uh, giving them a tight structure to play towards. And that was letting us beat teams that were certainly on paper better than us. But unfortunately, as you said, that is the aberration. Those six months, that's not form for him. That's not what he's showing us. And to be honest, it just seems like he... You've got to remember, even in those six months, it's not like we started playing amazing football and we were looking like, you know, Barcelona Mark II. No, not at all. What we loved about it is that we were doing just that. We were looking at our weaknesses and and playing to our strengths and trying to cover our weaknesses. Pragmatic. But that went a long, long time ago. And what we were excited in those six months is it's not just... Can we keep playing like this forever? It's oh, I wonder what he could do with a couple of summer transfer windows, and I wonder how he's going to develop the squad. He's done it; we've seen it. It's shit. Got to move on. Got to move on. Got to move on. We can't. We can't do this anymore because the fact is, is we need a manager to come in asap. I would. I need. I need people to be on the phone with whoever it is. We can talk about those people. saying, we've got three days. Sam Allardyce. Sam, 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 what what are you doing? Who do you want, mate? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Big Sam, who do you want? But no, we might be able to sign a couple of players who fit more with the new manager coming in, but we can't just keep kicking this can down the road because the situation is going to get ever harder. And the fact is, is we may have a slight upturn in results, but, you know, people talk about being reactionary and knee-jerk. No, the whole point is the context The context of this result is not that we lost to the reigning champions or last week lost to the European champions. It's that before that we lost to Brentford. What are you doing after a summer to get ready? And it's not just losing to Brentford. It's last year we had our worst season in 50 years. This is the context we judge him on. It's a failure. And the fact is, if the board have any competency, which we know they don't have, Cronky out, by the way, and, and Edu out, get gone. The fact is they will act quickly to limit the damage, to mitigate the damage. This is disgraceful and it's, it's a shame. I feel bad for the fans because I honestly, you know, it's football when you got highs and lows, but I just, I don't think we deserve this lack of care to something that we care about so much. It's, we're not asking to win the league every year, but the lack of competency is absolutely staggering and it needs to end. A couple it, of things just, uh, just on that. We're
3: bottom of the league. I mean, I don't know if if that even, I know it's only three games, but we're bottom of the league going into the first international break. In October this year, we're going to be bottom of the league and we haven't scored a league goal. Haven't scored a goal. And I know that standards have slipped, but how is that in any way acceptable? And the thing that really has rolled me up the most is we've completely changed our transfer strategy this year and yeah and so that must be an admission that the previous the previous winter the previous summer have all been the wrong transfer strategy we 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 went we 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 did the wrong thing but yet no heads have rolled there's been no admission of failure or getting things wrong We've, we we're basically starting from scratch when and yet and yet no one's no one's heads rolled and that for me is is just just, just winds me up
2: yeah and um so, you, you know it's difficult to have sympathy for today. Like there were basic errors that professional footballers shouldn't be made, but everywhere you looked with those goals today was a bad Arteta decision. You've got, you've got Cedric Suarez. You, you, uh, Mikel, you told us that he had special qualities. He clearly doesn't have um, special qualities, but Leno been in terrible form. Arteta knows that the goalkeeping coach that Bert Leno works with, um, isn't great. Um Bert Leno doesn't like working with this goalkeeping coach. The goalkeeping coach is still there. Bert Leno has been absolutely appalling today. Um the center back situation um awful. Like we gave Rob Holding a new contract. I don't think Rob Holding is is the biggest problem. Cal Chambers um useless. you know he's still he's still with us. He's, this guy's 26 years old. He's I we we, we look at him like he's a 19 year old. Uh, and he's not. And then we're going to move on to this next topic, uh, <laughs> and because I know I know Johnny has been taking notes during the game. But Granite Jacker, Granite Jacker was the everybody said at the start of Arteta's reign, don't die on the Granite Jacker Hill. Wenger died on it. Emery died on it. Don't don't die on that hill, Mikel. Mikel has 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 not only died on the hill. Um, he's given his, he's given his soul to Jacker. He gave him a new five-year deal. We saw him lunging in the Chelsea game. Um, you know when things aren't going right for Granite, he behaves like that. He's 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 a seventy percent leader. He didn't it, like he made that game a lot worse today with that ridiculous challenge. Um, and he's not even one of our biggest problems. We gave him a new deal. Like let's talk about Granite Jacker. What like what what's a what what make of it? Because he's not the worst player but he's but he's a player and we know that he's got that in him
1: yeah i mean uh, shout out to arseno's friend of the pod uh, he tweeted at me just before we came on as well and made a good point And i want to um uh kind of illuminate on on, on some of the points he was making um and add to uh so i when we talked about um jacka resigning first of all it was the wrong decision to give him a new contract. I don't really don't really see the logic at the time, but I was ultimately like, what I didn't want us to do was constantly getting pushed around, selling our players for, you know, pittance all the time. He's had a good Euros. And I still stand by that, by the way. Um, and overall, this is my situation with Xhaka. What I said at the time, which I still stand by, is he's not our worst player. But far from it, there are a lot more glaring issues than Xhaka's continuing presence in the team. The problem is, even at the time of saying that, I said that inbuilt within Granite Xhaka, you know, you said it, Pete. Matt, I know you're in agreement. You know that what Xhaka brings to the party is six games, four to six games out of the year, a red card, giving away a goal, um, you know, scoring an own goal, doing stupid weird stuff, maybe swearing at fans. We don't know. Like, he's he surprises so us. Yeah. Like, that's what he does. But you can't... Arteta cannot complain about that But oh my god by the way patting him on the back when he's coming off. What are you doing? Ooh. What are you doing? What are so you doing? Bad. Man? So not, bad. He's launched into a 2 footy challenge. And people are saying it shouldn't have been a red. I understand why you'd say that. The fact is, is don't let the referee make the decision. You've launched in two foot. I think it I think it was a red, to be honest. You shouldn't be it was doing a red that. As well, yeah. You know, but um regardless, you can't complain about Xhaka doing something like this because we know. It would be a change in form if Xhaka stopped doing things like this. This is what he's done throughout his time at Arsenal. This is who he is. You pick him, this is what happens. The problem is, is what Arsenal were saying, um, and which I think, you know, I, I actually have a lot of time for this uh, and maybe even change my uh, thoughts a little bit, in the sense that Xhaka represents more than just, it's not just about his performance on the pitch, it's what he represents. The malaise over the club, you know, you can't, Uh, You can't you know, um, confuse the fact that there's a congruency between since Xhaka showed up and since Arsenal have been on a decline. It's just that simple. I don't think it's all down to him, but he certainly played a part. And the fact is there's a lack of accountability that he represents to all of the young kids coming through all of the times we've let him get away with this nonsense. And the fact that we're not progressing and he's still around and getting new contracts, he represents a changing of the guard from the vieras if you like the Fabregas's to a new breed of bottle jobs who and again i still think he puts in reasonable performances but the lack of accountability and the lack of bottle is there for all to see and you know
2: the uh it, nothing to it, ruben neves was linked in the summer and arsenal fans who say that they watch all these games they're liars you look at you look at those little little player radars and asked the fact, oh, he's, he's exactly the same as Granite Shaka. No, he's not. Ruben Neves would have been a massive, massive upgrade. I am embarrassed that I even said that he was a similar player. Ruben Neves is a phenomenal talent that would have upgraded um, Arsenal this summer. And I, I appreciate Arsenal don't want to let a player like Granite Shaka go for 10 million. But those sorts of things that we saw today, and you're so right, the, the beauty of Granite Shaka is you never know what the madness is going to be. He's is, is, is unpredictable well, in that well, nature. He,
3: he, he is and he isn't. I mean, how many times have we seen today happen? We see, yeah, we've five, five, seen the lunch. Five, six times. And, and I, I personally think he's, he's a decent squad player. But at the moment you've got players who are fit, who can play, they should be in the team ahead of him. And, and having La on the bench, a young kid who's come in, I think being one of the few bright lights of a terrible start to the season, like, play him. Yeah but but th-
2: th- th- this is this is one of the best things uh, you know Arteta has things forced on him and they and they and they're good things Arteta is going to have to play Laconga and Thomas Partey and those two are going to be brilliant together and then there's going to be no way back in for Jacker you don't get back in that's going to be a phenomenal partnership that we 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 wouldn't have seen that partnership until March next year after we'd lost five games on the bounce and now Granite Jacker is out of the picture for three games and I can't wait to see what Laconga and Thomas Party look like. But it's, um, you know, like the only sympathy that, I, that I'll have with him is that you know, Granite Jacket doesn't make that challenge if we don't make those horrendous defensive errors. It cannot be, um, it cannot be nice being in a, in a team that's not doing too badly against Manchester City and your defence concedes goals that terrible. A bad cross it ends up as a goal. Burnt Leno not defending his six-yard box. It's appalling. It's yeah. like, it, it, it's so bad. What happened to Burnt Leno? He's so unhappy. You know, getting rolled in the penalty box at Brentford. He's just not the ticket. And But he will be dropped for the next game as well.
3: The annoying thing about him is he's pulling off these randomly okay saves in between all the crap that, <laughs> that make you think actually he's not as bad as he is. You know, I think he pulled off a couple of decent saves today. He pulled off great save against against Chelsea I think a couple of great saves but the reality is it's just we know he's done we wouldn't have spent 24 million on or whatever it was on Ramsdale if we didn't know he was done so why are we pretending to be fair and like going to let them ball it out get him out of the fucking team and get Ramsdale in we just spent 24 million on him he knows he can play that was I the mean... whole point of doing it otherwise we could have spent 2 million on a backup goalkeeper to sit on the bench all season and spend that money on a right back. So we, he, know, yeah, what, yeah. we know what we've done. We know he's done. Put a fork in him. And but, go this, and him.
1: but this is the problem, though, Matt. And, you know, you, you've hit the nail on the head, but you you, you guys seem to be talking like, uh, like, and by the way, I don't think Leno was the worst day. Though. I thought he made some really good saves, in fact. But, um, you know, I appreciate there is a bigger issue with him. But you've got to look at our transfer window. When I was saying through the transfer window, who we are going after? And we're going, oh, this... And you can say that we've changed the profile of what we're, you know, looking for. We spent £130 on backups. What's going on? Ben White, the only one, £50 million for a defender. That was overpriced. I said it at the time. But still, I'm not even against Ben White playing in this team. But you're talking about Ramsdale. How is Ramsdale our starting keeper? He's been relegated three times. Like... If you're after a starting keeper, because one of the only arguments that people say with Ramsdale is, oh yeah, but he's gonna sit on the bench for a while, he's gonna take it in, he's gonna grow in. Now after three games, you're saying, Oh, you're our starting keeper. Why are we signing Aaron Ramsdale as our keeper? This he's been I, relegated three I, times I, and we've got a relegation fight.
2: But you're assuming he's gonna be bad, Johnny. And he might not be, and he might be phenomenal.
3: We what David I, running from QPR, you know, uh and, and look, what, look, what, look what happened there. You know, Jens Lehmann wasn't one of the best goalkeepers in the world when we bought him.
0: Peacock is streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals, and every live WWE pay-per-view. It's The Office, Chrisley Knows Best, and Peacock original shows like Funky Brewster. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. But,
2: let's, see how, let's see how Aaron Ramsdale does when he's not getting 62 shots. Fired at him every game with an unbelievably bad defence. I don't think there's anything wrong with our um, transfer policy this summer. Aaron Ramsdale was going to be our number one in the next game. Done. <laughs> 20, 24 million, well spent. You've got a goalkeeper that dominates his box. You've got a goalkeeper that can actually pass. Um, and you, you've got a big character that doesn't look miserable. And you've got someone that wants to be there. That's, a, that's going to be a win for Arsenal. Ben White is a good defender. Don't, don't say that Ben White is not a good defender. He's, he hasn't failed because he had one bad game against Brentford. He had to play next to Pablo Marie. Pablo Marie couldn't get ahead, of, get get a game ahead of Kalasanak. Let's not judge Ben White yet. Lakonga, what's the comment right now? He should be in the starting 11. He's, I like not, Lekonga, he's, yeah. He, yeah, he's not a backup if we're already calling him to be in the first. That's good transfer business. We just need to get him in the side. We need to get him in the side. We need Thomas Party back. We need Gabriel back. And we need, we need to go on a run. We need to go on a run. I don't, think, um, I, don't, I don't think our transfer strategy this summer is bad. And the crazy thing, Arsenal fans last season were like, oh, we always we, we sign older players and it never works out. We go out and sign young, young players this, this summer with high ceilings and we're like, well, they're not ready. It's like that, that, uh, Arsenal can't sign the type of ready-made players that are going to take us to the top four. All we can afford is players um, that are on the up. That don't mind not playing champions league our transfer window this summer if we get a right back will be a good one and and we might not find that out under Arteta but I tell you uh, like this in February when there's a new manager in and their, their ideas are bedding in people will be saying fucking hell Ben White is a good player wow Lukonga's moved forward he's bulked up a little bit he's adapted to the league and Aaron Ramsdale is a god You'll be saying that. You'll be saying Aaron Ramsdale is a phenomenal... And I apologise to everybody that was on the live streams earlier in the season. I didn't mean it. I was just angry. So I don't think... Let's not criticise players that haven't played yet. Let's just hope that when they come in, that um, the, the, the confidence
1: lifts. The, the, what I'm saying, though, and I, I appreciate all that, and first of all, you haven't, you haven't heard me go at Lokonga. I think he's a great player. But the whole point is it was sold to us when we signed these players that they weren't ready to start. If Laconga's not ready to start today, then what I'm trying to say is it it doesn't matter whether they are going to end up getting thrown in out of desperation. We needed to sign ready-to-roll players because that was the state we were in last year. If you're putting these players out and not being ready to – obviously, Ben White's out for other reasons today. Ramsdale's technically a backup right now, £30 million, very expensive backup. Um, Laconga's not being favoured in a game like this. So we have signed. Tavares doesn't get a game. So what I'm saying is whatever way we needed to do it, we needed match-ready players as well as, you know, lowering the age of the squad. But we can't just sign all these players and go, they're all not ready because it's not appreciating what dire need we are of fresh blood and fresh, you know, legs in this team. The, the team that we put out last year is not good enough. It showed us. And we have to turn a corner.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So
2: let's, Matt, um, have you the- got some. You I was going to say a... the
3: one positive out of just having such a terrible start is that there is. I mean, the, the game this really reminds me of is when we lost 8 2 to United. <laughs> Do you remember that? And then we went into the international break, and there are. It's just similar vibes. <laughs> and sign And who did we sign? Bermuda Sacker and Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Yossi Ben Um Yossi! <laughs> but. Uh, you know, you do. You do wonder if the club want to keep Arteta in and keep the fans on side. Whether we have to go and spend some serious money this week to try and just, 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 just appease everyone, because you know you can't have this start and there's gonna the bad blood is gonna go all the way. I mean, we've got we've got Spurs coming up, and if he doesn't get a, if he loses that game, then he's he's done. So,
2: so let's um let's move on to a, a different topic because. Uh, I, I spent most of the game thinking about what happens if Arteta leaves. And there's been a, there is um there is <laughs> were, you ho-
1: were you holding your little photo that you have next to your bed, just crying into it? Oh, Mickey, it didn't go the way we wanted it to.
2: <laughs> I know, uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, put some Celine Dion crying next to my, <laughs> next to my poster. <laughs> It was quite a moment. It was quite a moment. You can't see my, my eyes are red, are they? You can't <laughs> see that. So um, I was thinking about the crisis of leadership at the club. Like, firstly, um, Arteta went off the rails when we promoted him to the same level as, as the technical director. And that decision was disgraceful on many levels. But firstly, because we tried to promote Arteta to make up for the weakness of Edu. Edu this summer has been on 15 holidays. He's been photographed... By himself on a boat with Kia and a disgraced Arsenal exec on a yacht in Monaco. After the Brentford loss, he was caught flipping burgers in his backyard. Um, And now we're in a situation where everybody is rightly saying, Arteta's got to go. Everybody's saying Arteta's got to go. But I can't help but think what a mess we're in. Are are we really going to trust The guy that was at the table building this squad that led to today, are we really going to trust Edu to fix the manager issue? Who is he going to sign? What's his vision? This is a guy that gets his ideas from his super agent. Like the, The crisis of leadership is twofold. Firstly, if you hire a young manager... You have to build experience around him. You cannot let a young manager build Steve Round as his assistant coach and a bunch of twenty-three-year-old coaches, because it's uh, it, it like it, it, he's created um, he's created a, a system where no one challenges him, and, w- and we know that Arteta doesn't like to be challenged because if you challenge him, you're out the door. You know, we've seen Willian out the door. We've seen him fall out with ten different players. Like Arteta is a, he's a mini Trump. He's a mini Donald Trump. But the club didn't recognise the weakness. And the club didn't recognise the weakness after we saw it all unfold last season. They made no... They changed, they changed the set-piece coach. No other, no other personnel change. There was nothing done to address the power dynamic in the back room. Edu has got rumours flying out, out, out around him this week and maybe Mark Overmars is coming in to replace him. We're in a situation where a, a person that they're considering firing, because stories like that don't flow out you know, it's not guesswork. Somebody's leaking that Edu's job is under threat. Arteta's job is under threat. What do you do? Because the only other person that can make a decision on that is Vinai. Do you trust Vinai, the guy that sat at the table as a co-CEO and got beasted by another man? Do you trust Vinai to make a good decision? Do you trust Josh Kronky to make a good decision? But like, I'm all for change. I'm all for change. But how bad is the next decision going to be? What, do you, what comes after? Unai Emery. We, we hired a manager that couldn't speak English, uh, who'd been fired from two previous jobs in Moscow and Paris because he couldn't speak the language. Well, we, we let him come in and, and he was a disaster. We hired Arteta, had a good six months, promoted him, made him the same level as a technical director. We let a, a 37-year-old man become the biggest power in the club. They're calling him mini-arsen because he's got so much influence at the club. Disaster. What, what happens next? How do you let this like how do you solve this problem there's not a there's not an easy fix do you Uh, get rid of both
1: um from my perspective um this is why um you know if 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 we're um gonna go for all the stages of um grief um uh you know i've had my anger at the start but this is where the despair comes in um you know i i I think a lot of Arsenal fans are very angry and rightfully so with what we're seeing. But the disillusionment comes from the fact that we don't actually have faith in this working out. Because the people that are the, were the architects of this dire situation are still in control and still have the power to make this situation even worse with a lack of footballing knowledge, a lack of foresight, because it's not just footballing knowledge. You know, it's, it's just like you say... A manager who's never managed before has six months in and then you give him the keys to the castle because he won an FA Cup. It was wrong. It, it, there's a lack of accountability every level at Arsenal. When we talk about Edu and Arteta, they both need to go. They're, bo- they're both done. But it, we need to stop this nonsense about, oh, you know, maybe we get Ragnik in and give Arteta a go. No, Arteta has earned the sack big time. Out, mate. They, they need to be getting jazzy Jeff at the Emirates. Literally get Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince, scurf him out at the start. Get him out of there. Edu, gone. See you later, mate. You've shown yourself to not be adequate what we need. We need a director of football who has footballing knowledge and experience of building out a culture at a club. You've said it many times before, Pete, and this is one thing that you were very right on to go against something you would dreadfully run on in terms of manager appointment, of but, um, but still, but still, um, you know, I, I do think if we can get Raniuk in and then let him pick the manager, because it's not a case, of, but, but for, in, in the immediate, Arteta needs to go. That's what I think needs to happen. He just needs to get out. And then we need to start. We, we should, the whole point is what's so worrying is these conversations need to be happening today. I, If Vinaya has anything about him, he should be on the phone to two On the phone to Ralph, are you interested? Let's go. For me, I'd love to see Conte in. Some people think it's a a pipe dream. I'm not so sure it is, but still, it might be. But either way, let Ralph, let our next technical director make the managerial appointment or the contact now. Let him start the job. But Edu needs to go because he's shown that he has failed because of the transfer windows. And Arteta has shown that he has failed because of our on-the-field disarray which has not only been last season it's continued into this season and is our worst start in 50 years to marry up with our worst season in 50 years last year
2: here's the thing here's the interesting thing about ralph ranik he's a coach he's a very competent coach i think when hassan uh left rb leipzig he dropped into the coaching position and managed leipzig into third or second so you could actually say, hey, Ralph, drop that consultancy project <laughs> that you've got going on at Moscow. Come in and get to grips with whatever the hell is going on at Arsenal until the end of the season and then move upstairs and become a technical director of a Premier League club. It it's too magic. easy. It's too simple. It is too simple. He speaks incredible English. He's brilliant with young players. Uh, he, he has created um, a, a feeder system through four clubs. I think RB had a club in uh, Brazil, Germany, uh, Austria, Austria, and America. Like, that's your guy. He's available. You know who else is available? Luis Campos. The guy that brought a league title to Lille, broke the PSG stranglehold. These people are available. Uh, you've got uh, you've Mark Overmars. Mark Overmars is part of a system that prioritizes youth and great football. And he's been doing a fantastic job. And he, he knows the club. Maybe we don't go for someone that knows the club.
1: Matt, <laughs> you're, a,
2: you're, a, you're a business exec type character. What 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 are you doing to solve this as a, as a CEO?
3: Well, I think one of the big things is you can't... Just changing the manager isn't going to do anything. When you look at it, it just isn't. I mean, we can hope it is. And, and, and we sort of... When we got that first six months with Arteta, we were like, maybe he can just make up for issues we've got in the system, but you can't. And you look at like Liverpool and the way that the Fenway group run things, you look at the way Chelsea do it, the way they're going to get 25 million for Kurt Zouma and they bought all these players, but they can work seamlessly under the next manager that comes in. You know, we don't think like that. And so we need to make wholesale changes across the club. We need a unified vision across the club. Ultimately, we need to get rid of all three, Vinay, Edu, and Alteta. That's just, that's, that's the only solution. That and keeps... the Cronkies. Sorry,
1: and the Cronkies. And the, cron- the, the The Qataris are
2: interested again.
3: I mean, the Qataris um, are interested. Get it in. I mean, look, I know every, I know Cronky out and all this shit. The reality is, they, you can't argue with the amount of money they put into the club. It's just a lack of footballing knowledge they put in. So if they could put a CEO in, in running the company who can actually who actually knows what they're doing, you feel like that wouldn't be we could we could we could we could live with it, you know. The but... best
2: the best two footballing CEOs in the world at the moment: Beppe Morota uh, Inter Milan, uh, who broke the Juve stranglehold that he created at Juventus prior, <laughs> and um, Michael Zorc is stepping down at Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Two That's footballing the, CEOs that have driven massive change and success at the, their. The thing club. I don't
3: understand is that we're more than willing to spend 50 million on Ben White, but it would actually be more important. If, imagine if we hadn't spent any money on players this year, but we spent 150 million on redoing the CEO, the technical director, and, and, and the coach, and said, we've got to rebuild from the ground up. And the first thing we've got to do is get people in the, get people in the club who actually know how to make the right decisions.
2: You know, um, Ranieri, I'm uh, sorry, um, Ranik, uh his salary at Milan that they were talking about was going to be 5 million a year. That's a, a good price for somebody that can generate revenue. Like well, he can. good do money.
3: Do you want that or do you want Tavares as backup left back? Sometimes you have to make a decision. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's like, it's the same pot of money. Mm, yeah and it's the same pot of money and we've just got to got to start using it better but honestly I think that's the despair for most Arsenal fans it's like Eddie's shit Vinay's shit Arteta's shit we're not getting rid of all three what the fuck are we going to do bring in a new coach bring in contact how the hell is he going to work with these other two guys it feels like the, the foundations are so weak that everyone's operating on quicksand and we need to sort out the foundations but It it seems strange to sort out the foundations when we've just got so many fucking big problems right in front of us that feel like they need fixing. So we we, we, we need to get back to basics. We need to sort out the foundations of the club and we need to get people in who can make the right decisions. And at the moment, none of us trust any of the decisions being made by the owners, the CEO, the technical director, or the manager. And what's worse, they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again so it's 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 deeply it's deeply 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 depressing i mean i mean you'd argue that the technical director is probably the most important position to resolve first in a way if you're thinking about the long term health of the club because the technical director can come in get a close look at what's happening behind the scenes and then decide on who the right manager is to deal with this shit show is it a young coach i mean it doesn't feel like it it feels like we need someone who is Fucking super experience to become it feels yeah. it feels like the opposite of a young coach to me. Um, and I and think Gans-
2: it's like a, a you know a, the Atalanta coach Gasparini is um, creates a, a brand of exciting attacking football on a shoestring budget. You've got um, Graham Potter who plays a sort of similar style to Arteta, but he's worked in club. He worked, when he was at o- osterson's He would get reprobates from all around Europe and he'd bring them together. So he's used to working with difficult players and he's gone through Swansea. Um, He's doing a good job uh, at Brighton this season. He's older. I think he's 43 years old. He would be an interesting manager. but
3: You you, you know, I I hate to say it because I've never been in this camp, but all the managers you're talking about are quite progressive, forward-thinking managers. And I never thought I'd say this, but I feel like we need an Ancelotti, a Gus Hiddink, a Rafa Benitez to come in and steady the ship for a bit because things are so fucking bad. We can't afford to take any written out. And I know... Gasparini's that... in his 60s.
1: Mm, do, do you know what? I, I actually, I do, dis- I know why you say that, Matt, but I actually disagree. And I think that this is, when when we're in this death spiral, this is exactly what we're doing. If you think, right, what we've done, after Wenger left... We initially went, we need an experienced manager. We went and got one, Emery. Had experience, did exactly what we did. After that, we went, the football's boring. What we need is new ideas, fresh approach. Got our in, disaster. Then we go knee-jerk back and go, what we need is another experienced man, you know, to slow us all down. Like, we, the fact is, is what we have rightly analysed is that Without the leadership and the vision of the club, that's why we keep bouncing from one side to the other. It doesn't matter. If, if it is someone like Graham Potter, if it is someone like, uh, you're talking about Gasparini, I, I, I'm not that aware of him, actually. So I, I, know, I know Atlanta have been doing well. Hot manager. You know, manager. Bielsa is another name that I, um, I think that we should genuinely have a look at. I think he's a good manager and I think that he would bring a lot to Arsenal, potentially, it, you know, and obviously it would... And he's old enough and well trodden enough to not necessarily need the I don't think we're going to be able to get someone like that mid-season anyway but I don't necessarily season Johnny it's we're not out of august this is how crazy this is. We are not even out of August. But do you know what, Pete? This is why he should have been sacked last year, and that's why I said it. Because I knew this was going to happen. Honestly, I knew I knew we were going to get to Christmas and he was going to be gone. I don't, he's not getting to Christmas, by the way. There's no way he's getting to Christmas. He you think this is gonna get mad? Honestly, we might skank a win against Norwich 50-50 game, in my opinion. The Spurs one is gonna do us because if we start playing like this, we will get they will beat us and the, the gates of hell will open honestly
2: yeah, I, I, honestly is like I, I know that we, this we is terrible today it's not It like you put Thomas Partey back in the team Gabriel Ben White like it changes the whole dynamic Ramsdale and like it changes the whole dynamic it's not it's not going to be that bad and this I, I've been watching Spurs Spurs have been absolutely awful um, so far this season they lost in the, the Europa League it would be better but I still think that there's so much damage was done last season, up until Christmas that that I don't think Arteta recovered from, and so much damage has been done in these first three games, just the way Arteta has conducted himself in general, I I don't I don't see how you get out of um, a crisis like this, and I, I think that um, I'm, I'm working with a, a brand to do like a confidence poll on Arteta, it would be rock bottom. I think that you know if if he was if he was the president of a country he'd be polling at 28%. There'd be a coup coming, you know. I I think that he's um I don't think that he survives, but I don't think I equally don't believe that it's 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 not that it's not that terrible and it well, won't be that bad Pete, after Christmas. I don't Pete, think.
3: Pete, I'm just looking at our fixtures. The next three fixtures, which by the way, at the beginning of the season look 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 pretty straightforward. After this. But now, looking through the lens of three defeats on the bounce, yep. I'm looking at that, I'm going... Norwich, Haven't scored a goal. I'm going, Norwich at home, okay, like we've, we've just got to find a way to win it, but we're not going to win it by more than a goal. Um, we've just got to, got to find a way to win it. I think we'll win it. Burnley away. Burnley away. Tough game. Really tough game. That is not easy. We don't do well there. We've lost there a load. They're going to know that we're there for the taking. They're going to be right in at us for minute one. We could lose that, we yep. could lose that, and easily a draw. And then we've got Spurs, and you know, I don't. I think we could beat Norwich and beat Burnley. If we lose to Spurs, Arteta that's, will go. He'll go. That he'll is go. Have that to is, curtains. He'll, that have is to, curtains. he'll have to go, and Look, and, that, and that's the shame about it because he could win the next two games, two wins, two losses, opening four games of the season. But if he loses to Spurs. He's
2: out. He's close. But you, you like just, just remember. You, you put a goalkeeper in to those games that can catch crosses. That's 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 a massive upgrade. You put Ben White and Gabriel in central defence. You've got power, pace, and you've got uh, somebody that can distribute the ball. Two defenders that can distribute none, the ball. None, You're none, sent-
3: of, none of them have played together yet. None, but of, then, none, of, none of them have played at, at all. So they're going to be coming in. It's going to be Thomas Partey going and Lapanga in central
2: midfield. We will be dancing in the streets we will be dancing in the streets. I promise you. I promise you. It's like, it is it, bad, but it's not, it, it, it's not Burnley and Norwich bad. And yeah, but I agree. If, if he gets beaten by Nuno in the, in a London Derby, I'm, 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 I'm marching with the Saliba Ultras, the Pepe Ultras, the, the, the Urzultologists. We're all there together
3: with our, with our placards. You know, when Mavropanos is back, back trending that, that we've had a nightmare in defense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whenever he comes back, then you know, oh, uh, oh you know what happened I know, wouldn't know. be
1: surprised if Stepanov's was trending, to be honest, after today. <laughs> that was a disaster. Yeah. Um, t- can I just say one thing, though, as well? Um, you know, you talk about, uh, and rightfully, Pete, about, you know, Arteta's kind of swing and sway with the fans. I remember reading this thing. This is good, by the way. If you haven't checked it, I mean, I'm going to do it like that. It's probably not going to show up that well. Um, check on the uh, on the athletic website. This was the hoper meter heading into the season. It was about fan morale and how we felt about it. Now, Arsenal were 17th in the league. This is for how optimistic you are on the league. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that is a bit of a proxy um, kind of referendum on Arteta and the confidence you have in him. Uh, so it's not just him, it's the way the club's being run, but how you feel we are set up for the thing. We were 17th. The only people below us are Burnley. On 30%, Newcastle and Everton. And the Everton is mitigated by the fact that Rafa Benitez has gone there and I hate him. Okay. So we're really in the bottom three for optimism. That was before we lost three games in a row and didn't score a goal, including to a newly promoted team. His name is Mud. It's over. We we he's got to go. He's got to go. We we need to believe there's something out this season. And I don't think you can keep selling this you know, this dead product to us because the fans are back in the stadiums now and, I mean, bless the guys who went up to, guys and girls who went up to Man City today, that was tough for them to fit and watch that. What, what a waste was of money. Did, I yeah. mean, did
3: you see what happened at the end, though, when the players went over? It was sort of a weird, something, it was just a very weird vibe because the players walked over obviously feel terrible. Uh, there's no doubt that no one wants, no, no one is, is enjoying this situation. The fans are clapping them. But every, I just thought there was just a total sense of helplessness about it. You know, it, it was like I felt sorry for the players, whereas in years gone by, I felt angry at the players.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, and, 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 and I just think it, it, it's, it was just a very strange situation that it was, it was just pity from the players and pity from the supporters that things are this fucking bad versus, you know, anger, resentment, why won't the club buy my train ticket? We're sorry we would let you down. It was just complete nothing. And, I... and, and, and and I haven't seen that before, you know, at the end of a game. I've seen anger, I've seen resentment, I've seen empty stadiums, but the players as well look like they've been run over by a truck. And that's yeah. a, that's a scary thought. They look, you know... I know we've been talking, oh, you know, we're always going to lose. The real season starts at Norwich. The players look like in a state of total and utter shock. Um, And it's it's not going to be as simple as going away and playing your international games and coming back and everything's going to be all right. It's going to need, they're going to need to be lifted up, to be built up. We need to press reset. And the problem is, the one thing we know about Arteta, he's not great at making people feel good. It's just not. That's just not his vibe, you know. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's he's not. He makes people feel like shit. Um, do you know? Is, um, uh, do
2: you know? On, on that note, I was uh, I, I I was told um, before before Arteta started that um, he was a shit, and it, and I was told he he's um, very privileged and he's not a pleasant. Person, he said. You know, the person said he gets this. Like people say that you know he's soft. He's not. It's completely opposite. It's more Mourinho-like. And my hope was that he'd ironed those issues out because Pep Guardiola is a is a is a very progressive leader. He surrounds himself with great people behind the scenes. Um, talks to everybody. You know, he's a he's a he's a proper modern leader, Pep Guardiola, and. Arteta didn't iron out how he was as a player. He didn't, he didn't change because I, I actually think the most striking thing about Arteta and the most disappointing thing for me is he hasn't grown up. He's not mature. He's still a selfish footballer that thinks only about himself and what's to the benefit of, of his career. And I, that, that's something that you, I don't think you can teach or iron out like, that will always plague him. You know, VS Boas had the same thing, just not a likable person. Like, did, did, did a great job to, at the start of his career, and now he bums around at average clubs because well, people just well, don't gravitate towards him.
3: I saw a tweet that I thought summed it up, which said he's got the arrogance of Mourinho, the playing style of Big Sam, and the coaching ability of Tim Sherwood. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> no, great. That is
3: It's savage, but I can't argue with it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: done. I'm done. But you know, like I will talk about the positives because there, there, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel no longer is Arteta. I agree with you. all yeah. I'm, I'm on that. Like it's, it's done. The, the, the project is over. The light at the end of the tunnel is we have a fucking good squad of players. I don't care what anyone says. That is a squad with the right manager that can compete for top four this season and we have uh, a reference point Chelsea got rid of Frank Lampard who went down exactly the same path blaming everybody super negative snappy and then they brought in Thomas Tuchel, and the uptick in their form was a sight to behold and I oh. think that you've got a young base of players you've got Sorry, the right profile
1: are, are we going to win the
2: Champions League this year is that what you're saying <laughs> If we were if we were in it, I would be putting money on us winning it for sure. But uh, yeah, and you know, the other great thing about this season that we, you know, we haven't normally had, if a new manager comes in, they've got a week with the players before every game. So it's almost like don't don't blow the opportunity to change out the coach and get new ideas in and keep in the pack. Like let's not let's not see us drop we can't drop any further because we're bottom of the league, but let's not see us maintain being at the bottom of the league for another month. Like the... And you know, United um, last season were interviewing Pochettino. They were talking to um, Pochettino, who was quite well publicized that he was going to come in after Olegon had a bad start to the season. Arsenal need to be having those conversations now. Don't, I don't want to hear about the, um, the leadership recruitment process. Oh, we're interviewing 12 people over 17 weeks. No, you need to have your... We should have a list of three managers that could come in now. But those conversations need to be happening because um, we need to pull the plug and I don't want to see fucking Steve Round managing in the dugout. I don't want to see that guy running the team if Arteta gets booted out. So, but again, do Arsenal have a contingency plan? I doubt it. It's mm-hmm. the contingency plan will probably be Kia or Canales, you know, or, or Mendes. That will be the contingency plan, and that's, uh, you know, that's a that's a huge problem in, in, in of itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you you know what? Like um, there's a few things there. So first of all, um, you're completely right. We should be looking for replacement. It should have been happening already. It should have been happening in summer. You know, when I mean, I I believe me and Matt are married. You're in a relationship as well, Pete. But like, you know, at at a younger stage of our lives where you might have a girlfriend like for a few months, it don't work out. And you were already thinking when we break up, this is who I'm going to talk to, you know. What I mean, I've got those numbers ready, ready to roll. That's You're already I'm...
2: sliding into DMs, Johnny. Don't <laughs> pretend that you are above that,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, but Arsenal look at it like, you know, um, if we do break up, then maybe I'll get back on Tinder and then they just start, and it's a mess, you know. What I mean, you could have done your work before at the end of the day, it's, it's not worked out now. Whilst we're talking about positives, I want to actually... Uh, someone was t- saying I'm I'm having a go at players who ain't playing yet. Listen, one positive for me out of that game, which is grim, is Martin Erdegaard. Um, I, I, I was really impressed with him today. And I know that's hard in a game with lost 5-0. I was really impressed with him. And although people who listen to the pod will know that I was very much calling for James Madison, I stand by that. I do think he would have been slightly more effective for what we need. Um I in hindsight, based on the deal we got Erdegaard for, I'd rather I would rather have got Erdegaard for thirty million than Madison for sixty plus. There is no way that it was that much of a differential. But what I saw today was leadership from Erdegard yeah, and standards. There was times when we were 2-0 down and Odegaard sprinted back. I've realised that he's slightly quicker than what I gave him credit for because he kept pace with Gundogan. <laughs> he's that quick. And Gundogan makes a go in this league. He's not a bad player. So if you're as quick as Gundogan, you've obviously got a certain level of athleticism. But he sprinted back to get in, and he was shouting at his players, like, get the hell back! Like, get over there. And I think he was talking to the likes of Smith-Rowe. Into, and I, I, we love Smith-Rowe, but obviously the fact is, is that at a younger age, they're not always going to know what to do when they're getting pasted down, two, uh, two, uh, 10 nil down, ten, down to 10 men, 2 nil down. And Erdegaard has been playing with Ronaldo and Modric and Cruz, and he's going, what is going on here? He won't have liked what he's seen. He'll start to be a little bit worried. But I was impressed by his input into what was otherwise a dismal display. And I think we that was the one of him, Lekonga, um Tavares was cheap as well. They look like shrewd signings, including the money. You know, I, I, whilst I like Ben White and, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm you not, just don't I, like Ben White because of how he looks. No, I, I, we know about you, Love you,
2: Island. Yeah, you Love Island, Abi. <laughs> You've had some bad experiences with guys that look like that. Just a minute.
1: Yeah, well, may, maybe I have actually, but <laughs> it was no. It's only, it's only with him and Ramsdale. It's not that I am completely against them as players. It's more the fee that they were signed for just seems weird and is completely Arsenal right now. It just seems fuzzy thinking. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm really, I was really impressed with Erdegaard's, um input in an otherwise deeply unsettling uh, performance from Arsenal today
2: Yeah um, so I'm, ju- I'm just reading some of the comments that come through in this feed I just want to speak to anybody that's watching this live feed because I appreciate your time and that you're sitting on this but for the people that we've just lost 5-0 and people are like "Oh, I don't like your beard I don't like your, I don't like your hair or oh, you look like this, what are you doing? We've just lost 5-0, and you want to comment on how we look? Grow up. Talk about the football. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I agree with the positive. So I, I think Martin Odegaard is going to be a phenomenal sign. That group of players will grow together, and they will get better. And it doesn't, like, the great thing now is the next manager coming in isn't picking up a bag of shit. Um, and Arteta picked up a bag of shit. I, I think I saw a stat earlier. Eight of the players that seven of the players that started today um, were in in Arsene Wenger's team. It's shocking, and like what? What like we, we don't. So hopefully, over the next week, we're going to get rid of a lot of players and maybe just take the take the L on some of the transfer fees. Hopefully, we're going to get a right back because if we get a right back and maybe do a deal on a striker like Jovic, the next manager coming in has got something to work with—a young, dynamic, hungry team—and. That's, that's the only positive that I can really take from today. But I, li- I like the fact that um, you saw that from Erdegaard today because um, everybody says that behind the scenes he is a leader. I mean, obviously, he's the captain of Norway that's got Erling Haaland playing for them. So that's a positive. All right, guys, Did, we, did it, it was enough bloodlet today? I feel weak. I feel lightheaded. Yeah, <laughs> I, need to, uh, I, need to, I need to go and grab. It's 9.30 in the morning where I am at the moment. I need to go and have an alcoholic beverage right now. Inject it. Inject that Bloody Mary right into my veins. Um, okay, all right. Well, we'll wrap on that one. Uh, Johnny, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet so they can converse with you?
1: Yeah, as always, at i Johnny Cochrane. Um join join the Johnny Cochrane family. Uh as a few people have, and it's always nice to chat, even if there are people saying, Oh, can't you be a bit more positive? Uh <laughs> after a 5 0 result. Yeah, come come and follow me and uh send me messages like that. Um but yeah, I'm at I, Johnny Cochrane and all my socials. Matt is a businessman
2: and likes to keep himself so hidden, uh, but you can find him uh, at Matt Candela on Twitter.
3: Yeah yeah it's uh there's a stream of miseries been coming out all morning and it's likely to continue for the next 24 48 hours i think
2: and i really like your new profile picture by the way it's really nice you look very very happy in it not like you do right now um and if you are watching on the twitch stream uh we love all of the comments we really appreciate that you've sat here for an hour and listened to this um the podcast is doing really well at the moment and i want to thank everybody who's been listening to it we've been we've almost doubled our podcast listenership over the summer. So thank you for tuning in and saying all the nice things um, and and keeping us going. And if you do want to leave a five-star review, leave one because a couple of people have left one star reviews. and I've got no time for that. I need to bump that star review up. And on that note, uh, come join us for the next on the whistle podcast. Um, Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.